No. No, I don't want to. No. Not doing it, Angela. Told you. Fed up with doing these. <laughs> oh, she's, she's off Boo Radleying. <laughs> good morning, everyone. I didn't realise you couldn't hear it yesterday, so that was no good. <laughs> Hopefully you can hear it today. Oh, I've got my backup glasses. I've got my backup speakers. I've got my backup makeup. <laughs> it's a backup day. Right. I've got my sheer cold glasses. Right. Mm -hmm. right, come on in. <laughs> what are we talking about? Good morning. We are Alas, Crips and Clark. Ah. <laughs> it's one of those mornings this morning. I tried to get Alan to do the, to do the uh, stand up and all I got was in fact, I don't really want to say too much about objection handling. Otherwise, I won't have anything to say at lunchtime. Aha. Yeah. Nice plan there. So Let here, me stick in the sidebar. Here's <laughs> the key, you see. Hopefully, you were all listening to that statement. If not, I'm going to tell you it again. I don't really want to say too much this morning about objection handling. Otherwise, I won't have anything to say at lunchtime. Now, was that statement an actual objection? No, you didn't say no. Right, I didn't say no. And this is this is one of the key elements for me of objection handling. It's an art form, and this is a great place to start, is listening. I know it sounds really obvious, but you've got to listen to the words, all of the words, because I actually started off by saying, I don't really want to. And that's different to, I don't want to. So what does the word really do? It's, it's like a softener, isn't it? It's sort of uh, just, yeah, not quite there. I'm, I'm not comfortable about it. But if I have to, then go. I might. <clears throat> so it's not a no. So that really could insinuate, well, it's not really preferable or I don't really mean it at the moment. So if somebody objects and they use that statement, it's not a flat refute. I can't really talk right now. Well, that's fine. But it assumes that perhaps there is another good time. And I also said um, too much. I also said I don't want to say too much. So, again, what does that imply? Mean, means that there's something you're willing to say. So, uh, yeah, what can I get out of you at the moment? So not a lot. Um, so, so really, that, that statement wasn't a flat refusal. But there's something else that I said, and it was the word otherwise, and clients don't very often do this. I said otherwise, can you remember what I said after that? I won't have much to say this afternoon. Good. So what I'm doing is I'm actually trying to justify now what my objection is. And clients, they won't give you that. A client might just say, um, I'm happy with the agencies I've got. But what are they not telling you? What are they not telling you? And by the way, Angela and I haven't practiced this, so she doesn't know she's getting all these questions. Angela, look, I'm happy. <laughs> with the What's coming up next? What's coming up next? Because <laughs> he so, wouldn't tell me. I'm like, all right, okay, let's go with it. Right. What's my next question? Says, I'm happy with the agencies I've got. What is it that they're not telling you? um they're not telling me about the things that they're not ecstatic about because yep. happy is a little bit yeah yeah yep. so they're happy so the thing is they're not telling you uh who they're working with they're not telling you what they do they're not telling you the methods that they use they're not telling you how successful they are they're just happy i mean how many of us have said yeah i'm happy with it 
And it's almost like that word fine, isn't it? We're just sort of bumbling along. Now, if they started to explain it, if they said, well, I'm happy with my existing agencies because they specialize and they've never let me down. Okay. Hmm. I've now got something to go on. I've got a little bit more information. And the, the crucial element to objection handling is at least acknowledging that you've got that information and that you have actually listened to it. And of course, I'm going to investigate happy. But first of all, they specialize. Now, how many people on here specialize? Angela specializes, leadership, management, I specialize. But we all specialize. But if, you, if somebody says, OK, well, I'm glad that they specialize. Tell me, what exactly do they specialize in? Because they haven't told you what level of roles they fill. They haven't told you whether it's perm, whether it's contract. You know as well as I do that if someone says I'm an IT specialist, well, there are thousands of subsections of IT. Are they Java? Are they .NET? HTML? Are they Salesforce? Cloud? All sorts of things. So there's a lot of things that clients don't tell you. And if you want to overcome the objection, you've got to delve a little bit deeper. OK, so far. Agree. With you? Yes, I do agree with you. Um, for me, it's that fight or flight or freeze kicking in, though, at this point, because as soon as you hear the objection, your body reacts to it, doesn't it? And it's like it, it, it perceives there's a threat. Yeah, there's not. It's a, it's a person on the other end of the phone or it's yeah. someone in front of you on the screen. There isn't a threat. Um, and we had this conversation uh, with our, our guest, Laurie, last week that you have to just stop and breathe. So take a couple of seconds. Two is quite a long time to just stop and reflect on that and actually ask yourself that question. Am I in danger? Mm. And if you can say during that two seconds, am I in danger? Hit No, you can start to let that go so that you can then carry on the conversation. But what happens though, Alan, if you go straight in with the questions straight away? Because you do want to know, but you've still got that adrenaline. If you don't acknowledge it, it will, it will just sound like a QA. and a It's almost like we've turned the light on them. It's got to sound conversational. It's got to flow. And if somebody actually said to you, look, I'm working with these agencies, they're specialists, they've never let me down. Well, first of all, that's a feather in the cap for that recruiter. For me, yes. that's a praise for the recruitment industry. So if somebody says they're happy, yeah, look, I've been happy. I've been happy with my curry house in Sidcup for decades because as far as I'm concerned, they do the best chicken ticker patia anywhere on the planet. And then we moved house. And this particular curry house, they don't deliver. So we found another place down in Footscray that does delivery. Now, it only does takeaways and deliveries. And we thought, we'll try it. But it's just this brick hut. And unfortunately, it backs onto park vets. So, <laughs> so we thought, well, we'll try the patio from there. And they delivered it. Well, this patio just blew my mind. It is absolutely superb. And about five quid cheaper. So and I've always said, no. I'm happy with the mogul. I'm happy with the mogul. And then all of a sudden, we try the Bengal tandoori and feel, oh, my God, this is so much better. So when a client says, I'm happy with my existing supply, they might be happy with the selection that they've got. But how good do you know about how good is that selection? You know, they might yeah. be taking the best, but not necessarily from the best bunch. 
So if you start to investigate it and say, look, I'm, I'm glad that you're happy, uh, tell me what methods of recruitment do they use? How do they go about attracting the passive marketplace, the top achievers? There's no reason why you can't send them a candidate profile who's an absolute rock star uh, uh, by way of comparison, because sometimes just wetting their appetite with a chicken, chicken ticker patty a candidate, it could absolutely blow their mind. It could, they might be thinking, oh my God, I've been using this agency for years and you do something completely remarkable. Fantastic. Is anyone else eating curry? <laughs> Is it curry for dinner tonight? You say, Is that Tracy? Yeah, yeah. Pro great product placement on there. Yeah. Okay. But the thing you're is, right. Sorry, Joanna, I just wanted to say, yes, um, you're right. We are so sunny this morning. I'm I'm sitting, I've got my fan on my head because unfortunately the sun is kicking in here, but it looks like the sun's coming back. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to do it from there. Anyway, back to objection handling then. Yeah, so well, let's let's go we, back. Let's just go right back and actually have a look at and I'm quite good for doing this, but an actual definition of objection, and it's an expression. It's a feeling of disapproval or opposition. Now, nowhere in a dictionary definition or Wikipedia will you find that it's a no. It's not a flat refusal. It's just a disagreement. You know, we could perhaps do a, a sketch about Monty Python. You know, is this the right place for an argument? <laughs> well, I told you once. No, you haven't. Yes, I did. And and so, and then he goes on to say, um, you know, an argument is a series of contradictory statements opposed to one another. And he said, no, it isn't. Not. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do objection handling like that you've got to get down dirty look for example if a client disagrees with you i think that's a good thing my wife and i we've been married since 1986 we haven't always agreed surprise right and the chances are we will continue disagreeing life would be so boring if everyone just said yeah you know you picked up the phone to a client um first sales call they went, yeah, 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 I'm so glad you called Tracy. Oh, Joanna, Catherine, Girish, oh, brilliant, yes. How about we work on an exclusive basis? Is 30% okay with you? I'll give you all my jobs. Now, you're probably thinking, is there a hidden camera around here? Yeah. Jerry Beadle going to pop out at some point. <laughs> so we want people to say no. Why do we want people to say no, Angela? Because we're then closer to the yes, no. <laughs> From there, back to your one before. All those no's are giving you information. It's information you didn't know before you got on the phone. You've got a better understanding of where you stand. You can ask the questions around the objection. Remember, it's not just clients, is it? It's candidates as well. It's colleagues. It's bosses. Yeah. So when you're learning the objection handling formula this afternoon with Alan and learning how to handle all of these, it doesn't have to be just clients. So if you're a resourcer, then you've got the candidate. The, the process is the same for all yeah. of them. Would you, would you agree? I would. And also, something else I'll talk about this afternoon is, is how they say the word no. I mean, everybody on this, this, this uh, webinar right now, how many different ways do you think you can say no? Right. <laughs> Should we oh, try right. it? She's mastered this. You know, there is the no. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is the no. There is a no and you think oh my god there are so many different ways if you elongate it there's there's bound to be something even worse at the end of it <laughs> so let's say for example you pitched in a candidate to a client and the client says no they're no good for us Again, ah. it's one of those 
surface level statements. What are they not telling you? They haven't said they're no good for us at the moment. So it might just be a timing issue. It might be that they're no good because you just did a terrible job of pitching an absolutely brilliant candidate. Maybe you're pitching to the wrong person. And if they're, if they're no good for them right now, could they be right for someone else in the organization? So a no is a door almost being closed, but not necessarily locked. So, you know, it's almost like we need to wedge our foot in and just sort of keep it open and say, yeah, but are they, are they good for anybody else? <laughs> so, so keep that channel <laughs> open, keep communicating with them. I always see um, objections as little cavalettis. So is, there, is anyone, uh, if you're a horse rider in here, the, the little cavalettis are what you use to train horses to jump. So you start with poles on the ground, so they pick their feet up, otherwise they start clonking their, clonking their hooves on them. And then you need to get them to get into the actual jump. So it's literally that far off the ground. So you start off with that and obviously, little kids learning to jump as well, or big kids, uh, you start with those. So in other words, that objection there, if you ignored it and carried on and didn't acknowledge it, then actually you're gonna fall flat on your face because yeah. it's gonna trip you up at some point. I can remember when I first started in recruitment, um, I had someone with Thompson that worked for Thompson join us and they were trained, this is 30 years ago now, I hope they've moved on. So this was like Thompson as in the yellow pages, their first, uh, if they hear an objection, laugh at it the first time. Huh? Yeah, carry on. If you hear it a second time, ignore it. And then the third time, then you dealt with it. Now, imagine you're the client or the candidate and you've had to state three times that, no, or I'm not happy or whatever. How are you feeling? So, not great. Client says you're too expensive. You go, <laughs> you're absolutely right. We're probably the most expensive out there. But talking about the sort of the baby steps and the kids and training the young sort of horses how to we we actually learn objection handling and the key techniques of questioning and listening of objection handling right from a very young age. Now, some of you are probably bored with stories of my grandkids, but we look after our two granddaughters quite a lot. Um, Isabella is 19 months old, going on 21. Um, and Olivia is three and a half years, and they have mastered the initial stages of objection handling. They know how to listen, but I'll tell you what they're brilliant at is not listening. You, met, you know, in, in order to get Isabella's attention, you have to shout out, Dave, because then you just need to break the state because she's hearing the same thing, and she knows she's going to get told off when she's doing something naughty. But what they're also absolutely brilliant at is questioning. How many of you were why children? And the thing is, you know, oh, as parents and grandparents going, stop asking me, you know, why? But it's how they learn. And it's questioning in objection handling is how we learn. But kids, you know, I, I was I went to Aldi yesterday and I had this woman behind me and her son must have been, I don't know, eight or nine or something. And this was his question. Mom, yes, darling. Why do we have skin? <laughs> it was just and it just and and uh, she said well it's um and you, she really had to think about this she says well it's because otherwise we'd just be bone yeah but why do we have it and he must have asked the why question three or four times now i was thinking can you imagine if we did that with a client just use the why question the client says yeah the candidate sounds pretty good do you want to send me a cv why oh um 
Well, because I, I, I want to see the profile. Yeah, but why? Well, so that I can see what her background is like. Yeah, but why? Well, to see if they're a good fit for the team. Why? <laughs> it's, it's just not going to work. We need to be structured. We need to have a clear structure. And I'll give you that clarity at one o'clock today. <laughs> nice move. And I think we found our topic for next week as well, questioning skills. You yeah. get from there. Yeah. So what's that, that, Tracy, saying why? Yes. Why has a curly tail after the 100 I, I actually used this on one of my webinars last week because I, I was also that Y kid. And my mum used to just say, because I said so. And it was never good enough for me. So I always promised myself and my daughter I would answer every question. And we got to five or six whys before I went, I've got no more answers. I don't know anymore. Do you know what, though? Olivia at three and a half, she doesn't like it back. She doesn't like it when you ask her why. So if she says, um, I want to watch um, uh, Blaze or there's a, a horse program at the moment, Spirit. I want to watch Spirit. And I say, why? And she'll, she almost takes a step back and say, what do you mean? Granddad's challenging me? I'm three and a half years old. You know, that's my telly. So, yeah, but why? Why do you want to watch it? So it's interesting. Let's, let's finish with uh, objection handling then. Pause reflect take a breath give a bit of space and then acknowledge what they're saying so we can go through it a lot more i could go through a lot more detail this afternoon and then make sure that you've got the rest of it once you get them talking again and you yeah. get past that objection then you've got the rest of the process to make sure that you're actually going to win them over probably nine out of ten times i'd say yeah. it works so definitely well, worth and again, you might not deal with that particular objection at that time. But I think when you deal with objections really well, clients will respect you for that and they'll remember you for that as well. And this afternoon, I'm not just going to give you a formula. I'm actually going to give you some actual phrases and comebacks you can use for some of the more common objections. So it'll be half an hour of fun-filled objection handling with Alas Clark. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, let's see if this works. It probably doesn't, but uh, see if the Boo Radleys can uh, sing us out. Have a great day, everyone. And uh, Catherine's going to be back tomorrow morning talking about LinkedIn and, link and what LinkedIn's been up to. So uh, I need to watch that one because they keep changing all the time. Yeah. Have a great day. Bye bye. Yeah, some of you later. Have a good day. <laughs> 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 <laughs>